Huzzah. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Me, the guy who's letting himself go all over again. <laughs> Jason, Jason Smith. How are you, Cliff Dorfman? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I just wanted to welcome everybody to my favorite time of day. It's the day where Cliff and I get to share the shows we love and want you to love. Yep. We'll tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it. What's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing. Um, I was just, um, I'm looking at our punching bags that we got from uh, Fight Camp right now, right? Oh, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're nice. They're really good. But what I'm trying to figure out is how I could be strong enough to be able to wrap my legs around that thing and slide around, which would be impossible, whether it was a pole or it was that big old bag. Like, there is no way that I have the muscle strength. You And we did all those squats and my legs are sore. But I was just oh, thinking about too. how impossible it would be for me right now with this weight, this size, being able to do any of the things that I saw in that 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 documentary I was watching today. Well, I, I agree with you for me too. Uh, but I think <laughs> what you said is important because you're saying with me, my size, and that's what this whole thing's about is not thinking about your size and being sure. comfortable in your skin and understanding. Yeah. And that's what really was so uh, you know enthralling about right. this documentary because well, it's not at all about. A pole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I more mean it's like there's strength, the the practice, the the grace, the the work it takes. There's there's a focus yeah. that comes with it. My size, yeah, definitely. But also like right now, like if you asked me to do it, I'd just go up. I'd I'd walk over to it and I'd I'd hold it onto it with my right hand and eat a hamburger with my left hand. No, you see, I, I don't agree. I think <laughs> Sheila or Amy or any one of these women uh, who you know run these uh, studios would be would absolutely disagree with you. Say so you could get up there, you could do it, and you'd be supported. And it would be a whole different thing. And that was what was so interesting about oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of uh, women who pole dance for exercise. I, I didn't have any idea. Of course, you know, being a dude, how would I know? Right. Well, I, I, all like, I'm saying is those abs, man, those abs, oh, those strengths it's, it's, in those arms. They're like the way the competition that, like, is it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. And there's a lot more to it than that. There's a way more to it. And I want to get into, and I really want to talk with Michelle about all of it, obviously. But like, I was lying on my couch on my back, like Homer Simpson would be laying in a, like, in a hammock with like a bird landing on my belly, eating food that's just kind of dripping into my, you might even see some crumbs in there right now going, wow, I'm impressed. I should get up and do something. Hey, we've been doing it. We've been doing it, but this have. is a different level I of know stuff. we have, but I, but this is, an, it's impressive beyond you know, a compare. And I just uh, really, really uh, excited to talk about this. Yeah, I know. Well, we should probably not waste any more time. No, Dylan, right? so, we should not dally nor dilly. We should get up in this business. I do see that Dylan, speaking of Dylan, Dylan Riley has said that's it. He's going back to the gym. Damn right. I think it's a good note to start on and get into this. So, I mean, I'm very excited to have her here today. And, you know, Academy Award nominated director. She's got this new movie on Netflix. That's what Jason and I are referring to called Strip Down, Rise Up. So without any further ado, shall we just bring her on? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Ohio. Michelle. Hi. Hi. Nice <laughs> hey, intro. Hello. I love your intro. I just want to say one thing. Please. Do not invert on the pole if you have a hamburger on you, in you. <laughs> not a good idea. But after, it's fine. You're going to be hungry. <laughs> oh, my anyway. God. Did you try it? I know you were filming, but did you try any of it? Yes. Well, that's how I came about the subject. Uh, my daughter asked right. me if I wanted to do a pole dance class with her. And I'm like, are you sure you want your mother with you in a pole dance class? Thinking, you know, it's all sensual, erotic and etc. cetera. Um, but she said, yeah, let's just go and get fit to her. Um, I'm a yogi. So, you know, I do have some core. 
Right. Uh, and so we went and we had a great time. We we're giggling the whole time. It was a very sketchy studio. But <laughs> I got to climb the pole and I was like, dude, I can do this. And I was very excited. And of course, um, I wanted to explore some more. And then I went to various studios and did a lot of research and ended up at S Factor and was sitting in a circle. And people, women, were sharing why they were there. And some had body image issues, uh, other other issues, uh, you know, abuse, etc. And I thought, this is not just pole, so to speak. There is a lot more to it. And I went and pitched it to Netflix, and the rest is history. Well, it is history, and I think it's going to remain, you know, be history and be something in the cinematic universe that that sticks around for a long time. Like mm-hmm. most of your movies, I notice you take your time between your films. It's not like you pick your subjects quick, you know, from Jodie Foster to colors. It's like you have a 10 year gap because I feel like you're doing all of this research and it's just, okay. So I want to just jump back for a second because you're born in Casablanca, right? I was born in Casablanca, raised in Israel, immigrated here many years ago, many years ago. So you went, you were in the army in Israel, correct? Yes, I was. So you have seen both sides of the coin. Which is also which coin exactly? <laughs> well, the coin of of because in Israel, you know, I mean, it's women, it's men. You're in the army; it doesn't oh, yes, matter. Yes, no, definitely. The the equality in Israel is way up there, and that's why it was shocking to me when I came here as a woman director. It was not easy. I'm I'm talking many years ago, and um, oh, I like it to, is now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not easy, but it's easier. It's easier. Oh, I I had to be like a man. I was like, you know, I'm you know, cover my boobs get my leather pants on, tell them I was in the army and use all the cards I did not want to use. Um, wow. Meaning being masculine rather than being who I am. And so, uh, and then finally, in, lately I'm able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm a female director, I'm proud of it. And I do this my own way. We have a very different lens than men. We maybe have a little more sensitivity and uh, we want to tell women's stories. Maybe. Uh, so we're here to stay. There's no maybe. <laughs> Right. You definitely well, I, have more sensitivity, and I—that's—that's that's a beautiful thing. I don't want to generalize. Oh, no, I mean, I, there are a I lot can. of men who are very sensitive. There. Okay. Here's the thing: men who are in touch with yeah, the come on, man. Inside, I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They are sensitive, and many uh, guys I work with on this film, in terms of post-production, like even the color correction guy, was like, "Oh my god, I need this. I need this." My my wife tells me I'm shut down emotionally. I need this. I'm like, go. Why not? It's it's a great workout. Well, yeah, but it's again, and I want to get into this because it's so much more. So you took you took your time. It wasn't like you started out when you went with your daughter and said, "Okay, uh, this is a movie." You just said, "There's something here, right?" Or, or tell right, me how right. that transgress. You know how yeah, did that well, go? Let me talk about the gaps. The gaps are for actually not the gaps are mostly my directing, but I produce other people's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in the meantime, I also produce. Oh. And I also produced two kids, which <laughs> I gave them the time to grow up before I went back wow. to set. Wow. So it's like people laugh, you know, movie a kid, a movie a kid. So anyway, so that explains that timeline. And also I take time making each movie. This one took me three years to make from pitch to uh, literally launch was three years. And, and part of it was during COVID. Editing was during COVID. It was very hard to do when oh, you can't wow. sit with the editor in the room, especially in the beginning. Everybody was like freaked out. Yeah. We were freaked out. We closed the editing room, moved back home. I had a system at home. My editor, Edward, had a system at home. And my AE, my assistant editor, had a system at home. 
And making the final decision on a screen like this small is not easy. And then doing the sound mix remotely with headphones. Um, the last days I actually made it to the mixing stage because I was like, I can't mix on headphones. It's different sound. Um, was there a big yeah, difference? So once you got like we were doing difference. with the headphones and then you got there, you're like, Huge oh, we have to change so much. Yeah, you you it's a surround mix. You have to hear everything. It's Dolby. I don't have Dolby on my headphones. Right. Um, so that definitely is, is a big I take my time because a lot of the films I make are about transformation. And you can't capture transformation in a week or two or three of like, okay, let's do principal photography, three weeks, in and out, done and done. This took a year filming because a, the class that we started for the film, beginner's class, it was a six-month journey. We dropped in every two, three weeks to film to see the progress. So that alone was six months. And then their graduation and, and you know, filming their own lives and then going to San Francisco to film the competition. Yeah, yeah. And, and the New other York, studios. Had, and the other studios and Las Vegas with Janine Butterfly. It takes a lot of time, and I like that because I don't think you can tell – a person's life in, in a couple of weeks. You really need the time, A, to develop the trust that it takes between you and your subjects and, and realize, okay, there's there's so much more that I need to dig out of them. And that takes feeling safe with the camera, with my crew, with me, and creating that bond and going to their homes really helps. And you can't do that in 24 hours. So, and it's the same with, you know, other films I made. Color Straight Up, in, I did in South Central, the one I was nominated for. Yeah. Four years in the making. I was in South Central for two years. Uh, filming their progress. This is why so, I brought up the gaps, Michelle, because mm -hmm. it's not about, you know, you take your time. This is not something that's, you know, oh, let's do it. Let's knock it out. Let's do another documentary. This is, you know, life work. And it's incredible. No, that's right. That's right. It is. It is all I do. It's my life work and mission and lifestyle. And, you know, I think movies, I breathe movies. I And the subjects, to be honest, they come to me. I don't really seek them out. It always falls on my lap. And if I keep thinking about it for the next few weeks, I know I have to try and make it happen. If I, you know, I get excited and I forget about it the next day, then it's like gone. <laughs> right. it's, it's my only <laughs> test. But that's what happened here is that your your daughter t said, let's go. And then it just stayed with you and stayed with you. And then you started your research and then you got deeper and deeper. That's right. I it took me a few months to finish the research. I also wanted to show various sides of Paul. So the emotional side, the physical side, the masculine side, the feminine side in terms of competition. We call it a little more masculine because it, it is a physical undertaking and the emotional, you don't even have to be on the pole. You can be on the mat and move your body to the music in a sensual way. So I wanted to show that it wasn't meant as like the history of pole, uh, you know, pole started by strippers and sex workers. That's another movie. This was what happens after. Um, what happens when one wants to deal with their issues in a sensual, uh, through, and move through pain through sensual movement. That is really the theme of the film. Well, yeah, I mean, it says it in the title, but it's just so much more. The rise up part, yes, but the the, the subjects, I'll say, that you found, the, the living, breathing humans that you found in this movie, it's extraordinary. I mean, you couldn't have cast this. You know, I mean, how did right. this come about? I mean, it's just so perfect. And uh, I want to get to something else after that, but I do want to ask you, how did you get all of these incredible people? Was it just, you know, was it fate? How does this happen? You know, I mean, I'm blown away. 
So after researching and talking to a lot of pole dancers, um, I wanted to give to to represent a lot of issues through my characters. So for example, Amy represents sex worker turned lawyer and a studio owner and a competitor. So I have mm. four things in one subject. Allison, uh, you know, very religious. Um, her husband doesn't let her pull dance. where well, he lets her pull dance, but he doesn't want her to post it on social media. What what does she do? You know, it's my body. I'm going to do whatever I want. So that's like an emancipation religion issue. Um, right. And then the S Factor class, um, to be honest, I only needed 20 beginners. And when we put the word out, we got 60 women and we, I didn't want to turn anybody down. I'm like, if these women want to start a journey, bring it. And so also I wanted diversity and, you know, the more women you are, you have the more diversity. And so uh, what, what happens when I film, you know, I don't necessarily pick someone to follow. It's whoever shares in the circle Right. And and follows through in terms of being having the courage to share, like Evelyn did. You know, I lost my husband. Another yeah, that, time she comes hmm. and she says, you know, I bought a tongue. Another time she says, I found texts of my husband cheating on me, but he's dead. What am I going to do? That, that blew me away. Mm -hmm. I mean, that blew me away. You, I mean, you don't see this coming, right? I mean, this is just the, no. Yeah, I have I'd no like, idea. No yeah. idea. When I put my camera, I have no idea where it's going to come from. Who is going to speak? What they're going to say? And it's like the moment it starts happening, and that's where my experience of you know thirty years doing this kind of kicks in. You go, okay, this is this point the camera in that direction because it you know may happen here or may happen there, and you just have to be very alert and listen to 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 kind of gauge where the emotions are going to come, if they're going to come, or is it the dead end and, and a quick little arc? And we have a little bit of both. Wow. I mean, okay. So, 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 but, but again, I say it's luck, but it's not luck. I mean, you're carefully picking these people. You said you had so many people. I, I was amazed that they were all willing to come on camera. Yes. Well, uh, so with the competitors, they are used to be on stage. So they know the audience and they, they perform. So it's right. a little bit easier, but the S factor was a real challenge. When, when I approached Sheila Kelly, who created S Factor? She said to me, "There is no way you can film here. We have not even mirrors. We we are dancing in the dark. We're dancing for ourselves. There's no men. There's nothing. Um, so good luck with that." And I was <laughs> persistent, <laughs> and I said, "This is you know, it's time to bring it to the surface. You've been doing this for twenty years. Let's go." So she, that was so twenty the, years, right? That's how long she she's been, been doing she it. She's been doing it, yeah, twenty years. So um, we decided to start a beginners class so that they knew ahead of time that we were going to be filming. And, you know, that was the only condition that we will be filming. There will be some light, not a lot. Um, so they joined knowing that. And so that was very helpful because otherwise, I mean, I did shoot some stuff with the advanced students. A lot of it is in the opening sequence, mm -hmm. um, but they have already gone through their transformation. And I wanted to see, I wanted the audience to see as it was playing out to see for themselves because it's one thing to ask someone hey how did you get to this place of content and fulfillment and then they talk about the past and this happened that happened how do i know i don't i have no proof of that but when you see someone actually going through it literally making their first step into the class until graduation it's it's all authentic and raw and the audience is part of my discovery and i bring them into the world with me i observe with them because i have no clue what's going to happen 
And that's the beauty of documentary films. It's not scripted. You come into the set and you go like, it may be a good day, it may be a bad day. It may be a good day because something happens. And you kind of also have this conflict. It's like something bad happens, but it's good for the film, but it's bad for the person. You all have these conflicting emotions and try to detach yourself so you can actually tell the true story of what happens in front of you. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was so beyond courageous what all of these women allowed to be shown on film in this way. And plus, yeah. I want to ask you this because I'm going to tell you my experience in watching it. it. It raised an anger in me as I was watching it. And I couldn't figure oh. out why I was feeling this like, like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this getting under my skin? And then the more I watched their transformation, the more I started to subside. And the more I started to go, oh, okay, this isn't about me. Mm. This isn't, and that's what the whole thing's about. And so I was curious what kind of reactions you've had from men in watching this, if, if, if you've had any, or they've come to you and said Oh, yeah. Anything. First of all, thank you for sharing that. This is a very deep and uh, insightful share, which I really appreciate for you thank saying you. that. Um, and it, it's very truthful. And that's kind of what we need to see more of from men to uh, A, you've shifted from listening to yourself to listening to the women on the screen. Yeah. That's what happened to you. And once you started listening, you understood what they were going through and sympathized from what I understand. Oh yeah. So the first that guy that saw the footage was my editor. I had mostly female crew. So I wanted to have a male in my editing room to get his perspective. And when he saw the footage, the first thing he said to me, Michelle, I'm never going to look at my wife the same way. I have learned so much. Granted, this is a very liberated, liberal, enlightened man. And yet he learned a lot. And he said, I understand what women go through after pregnancy, the body image and all that. So that was the first reaction. I'm like, great, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. Other men said, you know, this is great. I really want to get in touch with my feminine side. Or I understand my wife. Or I... Thank you so much for giving me an insight to this to this world. I always thought that pole dancing was this and that, and now I understand it's much more. Many, many beautiful reactions, and also from women, of course, that have it lit literally became life changing for them to take action. And this is what you want as a doc. This is what you wish for as a documentary filmmaker: a to start a conversation, and b if you're lucky to really have people take action. And that's also why on our website, stripdownrideup.com, we offer links to classes so that it's not just a film, but mm -hmm. if you want to do something and you can actually go and press a button and register. And that's a service we're doing. And every film I do something like that. Yeah, but thank you. This is, this is a wonderful share. And that shows that you're very self-aware and very uh, in touch oh. with your emotions, which thank is you. a good thing. Thank yeah, listen, I, I like to think I'm liberated, but then, you know, you, you, you watch this and you, it does, it, it moves you in a way that I was not at all prepared for. I have to tell you mm -hmm. in, in any way, shape or form. And I, <laughs> so was there a moment when you were making this? And, and, and I want to ask you this about all your docs because they're all riveting. Is there a moment? Mm -hmm. and, but we'll stop, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. We'll start with this doc. Is, was there a moment when you're shooting this during production where you go, oh, I really have something special here? Or did oh, you yeah, know it from sure. day one? I did not know it from day one. My In my head, I was like, how on earth am I going to edit this film? How am I going to interweave all this story? Is, mm. is Evelyn's story going to amount to anything? Is this story going to pan out? I can't have mini stories. You know, you have to have it carry throughout the two hours. 
Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be 90 minutes, but you understand why it's two hours. <laughs> I don't know how you could have done 90 minutes. I've got to tell you. Impossible. And, and yeah, believe impossible. me, I've had a lot of stories. Out. But for example, you have like uh, Jen, the teacher with the red hair. Yeah. I did not know that she was, I wasn't going to follow her at all. And she came to me and she said, Michelle, I need to heal myself before I can heal my students. So I'm going to go on this weight loss journey and I'm going to tell you what happened to my body. And I was like, okay, I'm ready if you're ready. And that's how this arc started. So again, you know, I have, I have absolutely no idea, but I do. There are moments where we call it, you know, the magic moments where something gets revealed, Mm. whether it's painful or joyous, um, that you go like, okay, that's why I'm here today in this room, you know, killing myself to make this film, literally, (laughs) you know, 12 hour days three classes a day to accommodate all the 60 women. We had to do that. Um, and Sheila, you know, also killing herself to, to teach and teach and teach. And it's, it's draining. But even if it's like the student who says it saved my marriage, I didn't know it was coming. It's a nice little joyous moment that we captured. And it was like, wow, amazing. Um, or the men scene, we had no idea what was going to happen. And all of a sudden women literally like it opened such a release um yeah, just being able away. to hold hold the man and whatever it symbolized for her to to let it go and that was really amazing i had no idea this was going to happen well also the men sitting there after because you know you you were obviously astute enough to put the camera on them after and a lot of you know a lot of people may not have and to get the reactions right. you got of them saying how shitty they've been to women and you know how this was in a way their kind of uh, right. evolution I, I wouldn't have pegged that either. You know, these are all insights. Yeah, it's, it's a good point because, you know, my team and I were debating. Uh, uh, some of my team said, well, why do you need men in the movie? It's about women. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I know, but, but this is a chance to get a perspective of, of men who are very sensitive to women and see what they have to say. And so, yes, I did put my camera on them uh, literally last minute. I'm so glad you did because again, it just made it that much more well-rounded, that much more informative, especially for a guy watching it. Because mm-hmm. I, it is a different experience. I can't imagine what it's like for to be a woman or to watch it from that, but to be a guy and watch this. Listen, I, I knew I was in for something that was deep. I, I didn't realize I was in for the journey that I ended up in with the parents and the woman whose husband died, and mm-hmm. you know the ex porn star. And mm-hmm. I mean, yep. <laughs> so I just. So what were you going to say? What What do you think got in, under your skin? Did you figure it out or no? What made you? Yeah, think no, I figured it out. I figured it out completely. It's 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 my own. You know, it's the own. It's your own hidden misogyny. It's your own preconceived mm. notions. It's your own um, responsibility that comes up, and you mm. go. You know, all of a sudden, you either have to get angry at women for it, or you have to be accountable. Right. So right. I chose to be accountable and be like, Great. oh shit. <laughs> this is, oh God. But, but it's also, listen, I can understand that it's hard for guys to see their spouse, you know, half naked, you know, oh, whatever. I, I, I have to disagree. I agree. I, I, I have no problem with that. I had, I didn't have a problem with anything. I just thought it was this, you know, it was a teaching moment or a yeah. teaching two hours right. for right. me. It wasn't like, like I could have a, 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 my girl or my wife or whatever. No problem. Go do that all you want. That doesn't, it's the reasons behind it. It's all the things, you know, that woman who was with Dr. Nasser. I mean, these things and you're like, whoa, how shitty have we been as a, as a species? 
you know, that we have to, to now confront this. Yes, to yeah. let that happen. Let and, that happen. It's all over the world and it's still going on. And that's why I also wanted to remind everybody that this is still here. We have been victims, but we also have tools to become victors and victorious. And we're not going to be victims forever. And our body is our body. We want to show it. It's We can show it. It's not yours to touch. And end of story. That's Amen. as simple as that. It really is as simple as that. I mean, people don't think about it this way. So what I like to do in my films is take a known subject that we all heard about Paul. We all heard about strip clubs. We all, yep. But take that and kind of turn it around and say, you know, here's what you don't know about this. Yeah, so, who knew it was yeah. a movement? Really? Who knew? I, I didn't until I got in there. I didn't. I had no clue. And uh, uh, the, the, the response has been wonderful. I mean, across the board. Yes. I know it's doing very well on Netflix. My question to you now is, are, 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 you don't strike me as someone who takes a break. So are you already <laughs> thinking? <laughs> I'm just saying you don't so you're already thinking about your next topic i do i'm always thinking about my next topic i'm waiting for it to land on 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 my lap uh, i'm thinking of doing a series about pole dancing because there was so much mm. i could not include and i literally think you need a 10-hour series to really start from stripping sex work to for fitness competition etc etc and it, I'm so much in this world right now that it's like a natural extension of it. But part of me is like, okay, you've done this. Do something else. Um, <laughs> so I have, I'm in discussion about other projects, yeah. I haven't nailed anything yet that I really want to do. It takes so much out of me yeah. that I just, uh, I have to be so in love with the subject and so passionate about it because... You don't do it for the big money. You don't do it. You do it to heal the world. And I am, this is really my mission to heal myself, to heal the world. And the top of the list is women and children. And I've done both in my films, both yeah. in Color Straight Up, this one, It Was a Wonderful Life, about homeless women. Uh, I'm doing that. And I'm, I'm not interested in, in films that have no meaning or no message or no message is a big word, but it has to have some contribution to the world, I think, or, and a positive contribution. It's very tiring to look at the films that are out there. They're depressing. They're violent. They're, I don't want to see that. I don't want to watch them. I don't want to make them. It doesn't interest me at all. I want uplifting, inspirational films that speak to everyone and, and anyone. So that's I mean, what's hard to find. Yeah, you're, 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 you check, check. Chuck, yeah, you got all of that is, all is that. oh, hey, Jason, are we, are we, are you, are you, hey, close? yeah, we're getting, we're getting close. I want to make sure we, uh, we give Michelle time to go. I just had a couple questions. If you have, please um, bring it. Um, did you go I, on the poll in the meantime? <laughs> I did. I just, I, I've been on the road and boy, am I tired. No, I, I, okay. So this is going to sound really weird from a guy who was raised in Nevada around the casinos, around the clubs, around all that stuff. But like, how do I explain, how would you, approach explaining to maybe your more conservative family about a, sh uh, a, a movie like this who are, it's going to immediately dismiss it as, as uh, like the, uh, and equates mm -hmm. pole dancing to sex work. How do you, what's your approach? Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with sex work. No, me either. I, I don't either. Right. hundred well, percent. Right. Same, right? same, same. And say, Hey, you know, if you want to see how we, if you want to understand your sister, your daughter, your wife, Watch this movie so you can see what Paul can do to women in a way of emotional transformation. Mm -hmm. And if you're open-minded, give it a shot and 
here you can give the example of Alison, for example, who is very conservative in a way of her religion and does some have issues with her husband, but still protects and explores what her body can do. You know, she had three children. She did her duty as a mother. And so, and here she is trying something new. I think that if nothing else, you can explain that there is so much beauty to Paul and it is a sport that is being considered for the Olympic Games. So if nothing else, they'll have, yeah, Uh, they'll have the eye candy. You can lure them in that way. (laughs) And then once they're in, they're going to get, oh, okay, it's a little more than that. Yeah, well, I I know you can do it because you're good with words. Oh, I could do it. And well, and then I was going to, you know, obviously I was going to show them some of the Cirque du Soleil stuff, which is incredible. There you go. And she's um, a Vegas girl. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. She's a Vegas girl. So yep. that, that, that was really interesting, you know, because it's, it's funny because I, I was, it was, it wasn't the, the other men in my life. It was my mom when I was talking to her today. And, you know, she's a wonderful lady and very open-minded for the most the part. Best. But uh, it's a little bit of like, Oh, really? And like, you could just, I could just hear it in her voice. Like, no, come on. You need to really check this out because this is not, you, you're assuming something. You're putting a lot in, of weight into something that isn't a right. part of what we're talking about right now. And, it, you know, there, you know, and. Uh, Show her the trailer. <laughs> She'll see Evelyn who lost her husband. That's somebody that may be closer in the age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and see that other women do it that are not, you know, 20 year old mm-hmm. Barbies. <laughs> well, I, can I just jump in on this? Cause you just said something that's so interesting, Michelle, is that you chose to open on the, you know, seize candy and that woman doing her stretches and walking in early in the morning and setting up the shop. I mean, that's a conscious choice, but there's a reason behind that, right? I mean, it's kind of what oh, you're saying. Totally. Totally. Uh, it was immediately, okay, here you're in for a journey. It's not what you think it is. You're in for another journey. And then we come back and we do include Jeanine Butterfly from Las Vegas and, and, and the Cirque du Soleil and the beauty of things. But I wanted to go immediately into the inclusiveness so that women who watch it go, oh, oh, this is me. Oh, this could be me. I'm curious to know what's going to happen to her. She's my age. Oh, I, I didn't know that 50-year-old women can be on a pole. All these questions you answer in like two shots. Right away, off the bat, boom. And then you get a much larger, uh, I want women to see it, as many as possible. So that immediately includes them and invites them to watch the film. Was there anything that you had a preconceived notion about that you thought when walking in that it changed your mind for? I literally had no idea that Paul existed beyond strip clubs and sex workers. And I also thought, this is so hard, I'm never going to be able to plan. So there was a physical and there was a mental block. Both were busted class one, minute 10. Uh, It was like, okay, I can climb the pole. And oh my God, this is very different. This is fun. And this is, you know, it's just women. I don't have to be like, you know, whatever. It's it's for everyone. That is, was immediately a a new notion that I absolutely embraced and loved. That's amazing. That's so cool. I, I can't thank you enough for, for making this movie and for your art and for all the time you put into you know, helping us, you know, grow. That's really, I mean, that, that's what art's for. So, and, and coming here today, just, we're both just so humble and, and really grateful. Thank you so much for helping us uh, spread the word. You are the speaker of the film. You just go in your ambassadors and Heck we yeah. love that. And we love the fact that you, we have your perspective and, and, uh, you, and I just, your light is great. Thank you so much. Again, thank, thank you. you for helping us grow. I mean, really, thank you. And really fast, I just want to say Strip Down, Please. Rise Up is yes. now streaming on Netflix. You can get it right now. You can go 
straight from here after uh, after Michelle leaves. I hope you guys stick around for another 30 minutes, but I would not blame you if you went out and watched <laughs> this right now. Uh, thank you so Amen. much, Michelle. We really appreciate you. Thank yes, you. Very great. much. Have fun. a great day. Thank you, Michelle. You too. All Bye. Right. Bye. Michelle Hyan. Yeah. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's you know again, but that's that's what we were talking about with with that. It's so much more than can you get on the pole, you know, and yeah. can you can you uh, you know uh, stay up there, or is you know it's 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 a deeper thing. And I know we were talking about it earlier, but it it, it you know going through the anger and going through what I was feeling as I finally got to the end of the movie, it, it's very transformative in 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 all ways. I mean, in speaking with some for someone with you know testosterone, it's it's not you know like oh fuck it, I get on the pole. It's uh, strippers. It's you know, and it's I'm I'm I think I'm pretty liberal. I think I'm pretty open, right? Mm-hmm. I I really would consider myself a feminist. You know, everyone should be equal. Mm-hmm. And then you know you don't realize the residual shit that's that's you know pressed down inside you as a dude yeah that you're you you hold a responsibility for this absolutely i mean it's a tricky thing to kind of recognize in yourself or others that's that that like you know well and i and 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 we talk you and i talk about this a lot whether it's online or offline like you know it's not always about us yeah right (laughs) right yeah but but yet but yet uh, but we I make it like about this, us, right? This but was sometimes a little we, about us. Yeah, well, it is, you know. But it's, but that, that's that. Well, that's the but part that right. makes us angry is because it's not addressing us and our concerns, and we assume certain things. Like when we talked about it earlier, it's like yeah. well, this is not, you know, this seems like a very why did why do they feel this way? And it's like well, okay, now we got to watch and really understand why they do and why why this is important and why yeah, without this our transformation, filter. yeah, right. No, go go on. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh yeah, no, I just, and I think that that happens a lot and we're learning that over the course of a lot of different pieces. And this is, you know, we've talked about it when, as it applies to Black Lives Matter, we've talked about it as it applies to gender and and LGBTQ rights. Uh, You know, we've talked about it as it applies to Judaism and and religion overall. And and we have to a point talked about it as it's like the feminine or the female role model, but like not as much as some of the other pieces. And sometimes we forget. We've been telling women how to look, how to dress, how to be, who to be for a long, 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 long time. Oh, and, yeah, long uh, before we got here. And then we pick up the mantle. And and yeah. sometimes unbeknownst to us and sometimes beknownst. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and it it and it's like, yeah, and all that now, check it at the fucking door. Right. Right? Now check it at the door because you know, it doesn't matter what you are feeling right now. It matters what they're feeling. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's, that, I, that's hard. That's the thing. And that's that's the hard part sometimes. Well, well, you know, you also want to be, you know, and I, I mean, this is me. I'm not even say you. I want to be the way I want to look similar. at things. Go on. I want to always look at things like I'm part of the solution. I'm an advocate. I'm an ally. Um, and in general, I'm been better about that with certain things where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I know that I don't understand this, so I got to step out of it. Like, if, you know, a Black Lives Matter told me like how to be an ally, not trying to be like not wear the Malcolm X shirt like I did when I was 16 because I thought I was part of the, you know, <laughs> right. But right. to be an ally and a listener and try and advocate where I could. Um, and, but there are still some stuff that catches you. Cause you're so, you know, the, the, the male female relationship, at least for me and, you know, and for you and, and a lot of people is like, there's, I thought I, you know, I thought I had a good handle and I have a, you know, I have a wife, a kid, I'm raising all that stuff. Right. So every right. once in a while it'll hit you and go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Wait, you know, and whether it's a belief system or not, like, I don't want to feel like I'm a part of any sort of like repression, but I am. And more than I think about all the time. And so sometimes it's, it's just hard. I think that creates an anger because it's like, no, that's not me. And then 
then you and then they go, oh wait, maybe I'm kind of yeah. and like not exactly right. or directly. There's there's still some stuff that I you know I live by and do and think about and behave like mm-hmm. that that doesn't doesn't you know doesn't make for healthy uh, healthy uh, relationships. Well, and, yeah, uh, I mean, and work. Listen, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and and that's again why I think it's very important for dudes to watch this doc. You know, not just women. This is a, you know, it's a kind of both sides now thing. And, and uh, the sooner the better. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a really, really you know, something. Right? You know who else is all big on um, body positivity, inclusivity, um, and all that is my, my kids. My kids who uh, protect my pole on the reg. <laughs> Keep yeah. it so that pole's climbable. And not scratchy. My boys, my my boys and girls over, and my ladies, my men, my non-binaries over at MeUndies. They go up to, they have everything from super small to extra, extra, extra large. Um, so there's there's a there's a there's a fit for everybody, and everybody looks beautiful and feels soft and taken care of in some MeUndies. They got everything from hipster briefs to cheeky briefs to li- now they have lace, boy shorts, undie packs, the whole bit, bralettes, uh, you know. Briefs for the men, briefs with fly, briefs without fly. Don't get a brief with a fly. What are you doing? Pull them down. Yeah, that's what Pull I Pull them do. down. That's gross. It's weird. You're going to get Who it all over the zipper anyway. Trickle down. Gross. Yeah, and yeah. it's longer to get it. You know, I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, waste my on. time with another come zipper. Come on. No yeah. zipper. That's it's weird. It's enough. But you can get it. But they have them there if you're they weird do. like that. They do. If and you, I, you know, to each their own. To each their own. Um, you know, and but so it's everything from face skaters to face masks, buddy bands, dog hoodies, tote bags. Tons of different kinds of accessories for, for, for everybody from your dog to your hog. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Listen, micromodal. Hey, take this with sustainable beechwood trees, right? Yeah, pulp. pulp to yarn. Yarn. Right. Use offer code. Around. Yeah. Oh, use offer curse. code stuck. Yeah, you, you could absolutely curse. Oh. Uh, use <laughs> absolutely yeah, offer code stuck. I already said, I said dog to your hog, man. Like, whatever. Yeah. We can but talk about still, whatever. you know, nouns. Kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, MeUndies.com, offer code stuck, free shipping. You can get the membership for $19.99 a month. Just try it out. Get soft. I'm telling you, this stuff is the best. It has changed my life, and I don't say that because mm-hmm. we get paid to read these ads. Right. I say it because it really has. It's what right. I wear the most. Right. We still everything got, we I got, we still, We're going to still be stuck at home for a little while longer. Get one last pair of, um, you know, one last me onesie so you can, to last you through the end. My onesie is so, oh, with the hood and everything. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So what's going on, Jason Smith? Do we have any uh, news? Um, or yeah, there's some, there's some different stuff. Um, there's some different things. Um, the first one um, I think is going to be exciting, but I do have questions. Um, Andrew Cuomo is opening up uh, New York City movie theaters um, uh, up to 25% capacity starting next week. Are they that low? You know, I don't know, like, you know, me with the news. So are they that low in the numbers that, that he feels that this is a good idea? I feel like they're getting there. I mean, it's gone down. Um, it, uh, while the vaccine rollout in New York has been moving far from steadily this month um, than it was in January, and there have been, um, yeah, there, there, there haven't been a ton of changes. So there have been over 4,000 new COVID in New York City um, mm-hmm. so far this year, so it hasn't really changed. Um, I think there's just a lot of pressure to open, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, from who? Lobbyists at the movie studios? I, no, mean, I, I, I mean, I think I, I think that uh, maybe it's the movie theaters, but I have a feeling this is a lot to do with a lot of people just like not listening anymore. 
trying we're, to find. We're all tired of it. Stuff. Yeah. You know, we're all, we all want to be out. We all want to have human contact. I mean, but we're so close. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, is going to see Black Widow in the theater that important that, you know, like we, ha- I mean, listen, I want to see Black Widow in the theater. Don't get me wrong, but mm. it feels, it feels, uh, feels a little careless. It feels a little bit early to me too. Um, 25%. So no more than 50 people per theater. Um, how do I they don't, even stay open for that? I mean, how about that? That's my, well, that? that's actually my question to you. Like, can you like, say you maxed out every, every showing of a movie at 50 people, right? So you An get 10,000 uh, a yeah. show. Yeah, well, I, and I don't know how many people are in a new normal movie theater, but I'm going to guess 200, right? If that's 25%, no more than 50 people. So the average theater might have 200 people, 200 yeah. seats. Yeah. So you're talking about a quarter. So you're talking if a, you know, you're talking like if you're going to like wide release a movie that's going to make a hundred million in its first weekend, the max it could make is 25,000. Well, first of all, you would normally have 25,000. 25, well, 25, you got to take the screens into account. Right. Well, I'm just saying, if you were going to put everything on, like, say you're going to do like a, a standard release slate, right? You'd have mm-hmm. to either put it on four times as many screens or have, um, or, or plan on making four times, three times, you know, obvi- or I guess three times, four times as many screens, but, or, or you're going to make 75% less. Well, yeah. Okay. So you just nailed it, right? So imagine, let, let's just do the math for a second, right? So you're talking about 50 people at, let's say, $20 a head average. So you're talking $10,000 a show and two, four, six, eight, ten. Let's say you get six shows. Let's say you cram six shows a day, right? So you're talking about 60000 a day, seven days a week. Okay. So now you're talking about $420,000 a week. Now, how many? That's for one theater, right? I don't know how you got to those numbers, but. Um, you don't? Okay. Five, 50 people, right? Yeah. Is what you said? At $20 a head. $1,000. Oh, Not 10000 So how are they making any money? Yeah. So now they're making 42000 $42, right? right. And if so, it's and in most theaters, I think the average in the United States is actually $10. Oh, my. Is that true? So we're just way up because of where we live. Yeah. New York might be $20, too. But average well, I think it is. movie ticket price yeah, in New is York. Uh, $8.93. Now as for New York. Uh, yeah, nine nine twenty six is where it is right now. Uh, New York City. Um, the average ticket price is about twelve dollars. Oh my god! I mean, wait, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, so you're talking about five hundred dollars? If you two, four, six, eight, ten. It, let's say you got crazy. That's three thousand dollars a day, right? And if you did that, so oh my god, twenty one thousand dollars a week. How do you stay? I mean, how, okay, I mean, so that's I guess, still it's still a million dollars a year. Sorry, you know, just that right, I got you know, you, you, I mean, the problem that I have with it and that I keep thinking about is like you could probably reduce your staff. You probably don't have to pay quite as much in electricity and and food, like and all that stuff. But your food stuff is going to go down. Your so your concessions yeah. are going to suffer. One, and Big then time. two, especially in New York, it's so expensive to have any sort of sublet le- leasing just the space alone has to be so expensive that i don't know how you'd be able to do, afford it like, it's like uh, you'd almost have to be like foot, give me a twenty dollars a square yeah, foot yeah you'd have to give you'd be like here i need a discount i need this to cost 75 percent less for me to sustain this place because I, I can't imagine like and then the movie theater is taking half right the the, the half studio. of this money is going back to the studio so even right. at that even at you're making 250 dollars gross before you're paying any of your people, right? Right. So you're, you're, uh, you're, you're grossing half a million a year if you fill up every show with 50 people, right. you know, after you split out. And that's without your, 
That's right. just with the theater split. Now you cut that in half. So, I mean, look, they could make a quarter of a million a year if they do it successfully and sell out every show, but they're not going to. They're not going to. Right. There's not that many people. Listen, I'd be very interested to see how many people end up going. Are they going to fill the theater for 50? Like, would you go right now to 50 people in a theater? I wouldn't. Mm -mm. Two. That's the most I'd go to. Yeah, me and you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. That's and the max number of people that could be in a movie theater with me right now. Yeah, and we still sat three chairs Five, four different parts. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because <laughs> just so you know, Cliff's a really loud chewer, and he 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 chews hubba bubba and makes bubbles when he- You know, you're making a joke, but here's the thing. You've never said that to me before, and I know that you're saying it, and it's true, because that's no, not, not the first time. No, it is. Because you know how many people have told me that I'm a loud oh, really? chewer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's a thing. My daughter, it's a thing. My daughter makes fun of me all the time. I was actually using one of my things because my daughter says oh. she gets so mad at me to chew much. Oh no, I'm yeah. a loud chewer. Oh, yeah, I had one of my uh, Hartwell's girl ex girlfriend once was like, she just looked at me. She's like, "That's how you. That's you. That's how you sound." <laughs> that's what my daughter does to me. <laughs> so we're loud chewers together. Like, so that's oh, not shit. It never left my brain. No, no. I'm like, I am a loud chewer. Maybe I just like my food. Listen, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I agree with it. I think it's a little careless. I, I don't see myself going as much as I miss, and I really miss going to the theater, man. Me too. I would go sometimes twice a week to see a movie, just even by myself or with my son. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And we, I'd always go at least once. I'd go um, whatever was opening that Thursday night, or I'd, and I'd do a weekend show sometimes. Right. And if they'd open a nightclub, I'd go right now, though. Uh, would you? No, are you kidding me? I wouldn't go to a fucking movie theater with 50 people. I'm not going to a nightclub. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like, Jesus, man, no, no. Absolutely not. And I'm dying to see people. Really, you know this. I'm, I'm like, I just drove around the other day just to like look at people. Like, yeah. Oh, there's people. There's hey, other people. Hey, peeps. What's up, peeps? Yeah. And I was like, Jason, can I go into the restaurant? You're like, not really. You go, you can order the food to go. Yeah, you really, I'm like, I know. I know. I go, I really want to go sit down though. There's people in there sitting down. Yeah. Look, oh. I can see them. Oh, you know, it's so weird too to think about, but it's like, that's just like the worst place you could be. Like, it seems like the nicest place, but it's also like the yeah. scariest of all the places to be inside a restaurant right well, now. Well, it's a tent. It's a tent, but still. It don't matter. Yeah. yeah that air, it's still it's inside. Like, that's air. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be on an airplane. That's all recycled and all that's got filtered all over the place. And I wouldn't want to be inside one of those either. And that's where, you know, those are where, that's where it doesn't, happen every time or even close to but when it does it's everybody mm. yeah i have Look, i have i'm the people are going to me rename remain nameless, nameless because gotcha i don't want to call everybody directly out but uh i happen to i got some pictures this weekend um of people that went to a um a brazilian steakhouse indoors like no indoors in, in in Los Angeles County or somewhere? Uh, I'm not going to say where. Uh, not in Los Angeles County. I don't think this is open. But no, I'm saying, is it in California or is it another state? Can uh, you say that? Another state. Okay. It's in another okay. state because I don't think. Well, I, I I'd be curious, but like meats on swords, walking around, picking meat off of a, you know everybody's getting yeah. their meat. Somebody's walking it all around. Um, yeah, yeah. And like I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I miss that too. I love those I love, Brazilian places. I love meat on swords. I, I like all my like. I would eat vertically. I, I would eat Ooh. hot dog shot out of a cannon. I would eat. Uh, <laughs> I would eat a fish that was like strapped to a train track. Um, I I love like I love angry aggressive meats being served in angry aggressive ways. Um, no. However, I feel like the most deadly way and dangerous way you could serve it isn't by sword. It's by serving it inside a restaurant. Um, uh, without a mask right now. 
I yeah. Listen, so so yeah. I'm gonna go with no. I'm I, my parents are in New York. They both got their vaccines. I wouldn't let them go. I wouldn't let my sister go. My Brittany, I wouldn't let her go to to a, a theater right now. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I I do. I think so. And and as much as I want to go, and I really want to go, man. I really want to go to a movie. It's just not the right time. We're so close. Just be careful. I mean, if they open up the movie theaters where you can buy like two seats, go all you want, but nobody's going to do anything there. Um, one other thing I want to tell you. Tell me. Um, just in case you're wondering, so you have it. Um, in England, uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister there, he actually has um, set a tentative date for nightclubs. So if you're ready to club, June 21st in Britain, go for it. Are you Really? Like they're setting dates for a nightclub right now? Does that seem... Does that seem well, right on to you? He's on his wrong. It's the roadmap. Like this is one of the things that people do that is so disingenuous that bothers the crap out of me is let's a bunch of people know that something could happen in the future, setting a date, setting an expectation, then they'll probably push that date or whatever. This is the tentative roadmap date, but people hearing that gives them a goal, gives them yeah. something to look forward to. And so you kind of put this false sense of that's why people are freaking out right now because for I think people have finally settled into this is just my forever. And then like, something happened where it's like, okay, well, we're going to be all done with this by April, June. So there's an expectation and it started creating a lot of antsiness and a lot of like stress in people. Right. Yeah. I've already established like my birthday in April, I, I'm going to be home. You know, I, I look, if, if something changes, fantastic. But in my brain, I just know I'm going to be here just like I was last year. And then maybe if we all do that, my next birthday, I can go out Yep. and rent a house in Palm Springs and have a party, you know, like, you know, by party, I mean like 15 people, but yes, you know, like that would be nice, but not this year. That's all. And as much as that sucks, I think that it's our responsibility to make sure we do that. Got it. Okay. So we have any other news? Cause I know we have other stuff to talk about, but I love your news moments. Um, there's not I a lot of them. stuff except, um, that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll get into this later. Um, we could get into this a little bit, but this is just one of those things where I think that, uh, you know, when we start talking about like what what happens and stuff, but Brett Ratner's trying to make a comeback um, to to direct a Millie Vanilli biopic, um, and that's not going over real well with everybody. Uh, specifically, Times Up put a statement out. Uh, Tina T Tina Shen, mm -hmm. uh, Times Up president and CEO. Times Up was born out of the national reckoning on workplace sexual harassment. Our movement is a product of countless courageous acts by many survivors, including those who spoke out about what they endured on the hands of Brett Ratner. Not only did Ratner never acknowledge or apologize for the harm he caused, but he's also filed lawsuits in an attempt to silence the voices of the survivors who came forward, attacked it right out of the Predator's playbook. You don't get to go away for a couple of years and then resurface and act like nothing happened. We will not forget and will not forget. And Millennium Media shouldn't either. Uh, there should be no comeback. So that was, uh, wow. that was their comment to having Ratner back. And of I know that there's, you know, where, people out there that might think that some of these things are overblown or something else. Ratner, in my head, and you can tell me if I'm totally off, is one of those people that there's been stories about Ratner since. And I, before I even came to Hollywood, I knew about Brett Ratner's issues in Hollywood. Listen, here's the thing. This isn't, you know, a movement isn't something that goes away, right? It's supposed to change things, you know. But yet I see, and I don't want to digress too much, but Nick Cannon just gets his shows back. So it's okay to be anti-Semitic, but, you know, talk to a couple of rabbis. I'm, I'm a Jew, and he's getting his shows back out on Viacom, and that shouldn't be allowed. So why should Brett Ratner be allowed? You know, I, I just don't think any of it should be, if that's the rules we're living by now. And, you know, rightly so, right? I mean, you can't do these things and then just go, yeah, okay, I mean, I'm back. 
I, I'm, it, it, it's a really fucked up time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't it, like to get too negative or down or anything, but it's because uh, I heard he got the rights to the Robin Hood stock thing too. He was the oh. guy that because there were a lot of people trying to buy that movie about GameStop and all the the shorting assholes that are out there, uh-huh. and there are a bunch of shorting assholes out there. I mean, these guys. I mean, they are not the creme de la creme of humans, uh-huh. and uh, it, I guess it'll make a good movie. You know, uh, my my son's mom was like, "You should get the rights." I'm like, "There's going to be 90 people with so much more money trying to get these rights," and he, I, I believe he's the one who got them. Mm. So you, you know, and and again, that might tell you a lot that they sold it to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> right, but is that you know how do you? Uh, like, here's my question, right? And I agree with you. So, so the next thing is, how do you stop it, right? Like, if he's got money and he is going to go make a movie, how do you stop it? It's only a boycott, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, enough pressure. You know, there, there's there's bad press that can kind of probably cut this off at the at the head, right? And I don't think, like, I I think that it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's very interesting that. Um, that some you know this is I don't know Millennium uh, Media at all. Oh, it's Avi Lerner. Is that Avi Lerner? Yeah, it's Avi Lerner. So, so they said, sure, we'll 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 let you go make this Millie Vanilli movie. Is there what kind of? I'm, I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm looking at this stuff. Like, they do the bodyguard, uh, the hitman's bodyguard. They did the mechanic. the terrible Hellboy uh, th- th- that they should never have made. They did right. the mechanic. Um, the all one, two, three. yeah, and two and one. You know, they 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 do them all. It's uh, hmm. got it, got it. It's, they did Stallone's Ram- the the Rambo Last Blood. Um, yeah, they are a foreign sales company that, um, uh, you know, they, they have like, there's going to be nine explosions. There's going to be a sex scene. You know, it's not, they're not like, London, uh, yeah, the London content is fallen. not king. Yeah. yeah oh, God. London, yeah. With the Gerard Butler thing with the, with the president and the, yeah, Olympus you, you get in the picture now, right? Yeah, I get it. I don't understand Lovelace how Millie Vanilli falls in that. What'd you say, buddy? Uh, Lovelace I didn't think was bad. Um. Oh, with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, listen, the, the, you know, you make enough movies a year, you might make one that's decent. You know, it, it slips through the cracks. I'm surprised they did that one. That doesn't seem like a, uh, their business model. No, it, it was, a, it was a while ago. It was back, <laughs> back in the day. There's a lot of these that are, uh, Jessica Simpson in the movie called major superstar where she's a, it, it looks like she's in Iraq. That's not a movie. Anybody oh. needs to see. Did you see that Megan Fox made a movie where she's a special forces person, but she didn't cut her hair. She's got like her full hair on, but she's what a Navy seal. Is she force recon? I don't know what the fuck is going oh, on. That's but funny. I am very, listen, we have a few minutes left, right? Is that about yeah. it? Yeah, we got a few minutes. Do you want to talk a little about this um this I care a lot just for a minute? Do it. Do it. So um yeah. I uh I watched I care a lot um a couple days ago. And I emailed you and I said like this is a weird 90s kind of throwback movie um that felt very 90s to me that I couldn't tell like I I was interested and I watched all the way through but I couldn't really tell if I liked it or not and I didn't love the ending. 
Um, but it was it was at least interesting. The way I explained it to you was at least interesting enough that you wanted to give it a shot. And uh, yeah. this movie is about a, a grifter, a con woman who basically takes over, um, becomes the guardian, uh, like through a little bit of a scam, working with the with the with well, the judicial, like a judge, a judge that seemed like at least for the sake of this movie wasn't aware of what was going he on. He was unwitting. Yeah, and that which which I don't buy. Like, if every other person said that she was trying to steal, like, eventually, like, look at it at least. Like, and hey, you, hey, lady, we're get getting a lot of judge. complaints. Yeah, you always get always. the same judge when you go to family court. Like, it's always yeah. that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think so. But go uh, on. And then, um, but basically, convinces uh, people uh, the 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 courts and the state to um, put people um, under her care so that she can put them in a home, basically sell off all their stuff. Uh, take a huge cut of it and uh, and generate revenue for herself as a as a guardian, um, but she uh, she well, gets take it, their homes, take, take their, their homes, it's a very their sensitive money. matter. Yes, yeah. So basically, t- turns these people who may be living on their own, whether they have uh, have children or live alone, and basically puts them says that they need to be wards of the the state. Puts them in a um, in a, a state care facility or a private facility. It seemed like this one was a private facility, paid for by the money that they made by some of the profits of of selling the house, but not well, all and of their, it. And their uh, sorry, their savings accounts, their jewelry. They're they're selling everything. They're selling the items, the cars, the jewelry, anything they own. They're using and paying themselves with the money. Yeah, and basically having these people disappear and vanish inside the system. You know, without giving away much of the plot, she she does this to an old lady who's actually not uh who she seems to be um and it leads into a big mess uh with you know her son who they don't know exists coming back um and being kind of a bad dude and wanting her out um Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to it i don't want to get all the way into it as far as that stuff goes but like that's the premise of the movie i want to let uh you kind of take it from there yeah i was um okay so first of all you know it's this guy, Jay Coleman, who did that movie, The Fifth Wave, with Chloe Grace Moritz. And, and that movie is just, it's one of the few movies that she's not good in. Well, she's always good, really, but it's just a crap show. Yeah, it's not a great movie. movie. No. It's no. not a great not, movie. And it was, it was unanimously said to not be a great movie. It wasn't like anyone was arguing that one. And yet, you know, and, and he hasn't done much else. And then he writes this movie, which again, I want to be clear, right? There's an act and a half in here that's really good. But, but let's understand, this is a... And, and what I came to realize by the end of the movie is that this is basically a re a stealing, you know, of, of layer cake with Daniel Craig before he was a star. And except instead of British gangsters, they're using this guardianship as the hustle. Um, that being said, you know, it's, it's Rosamund Pike. And, and I felt like here's the thing you had a, if you're going to take it, he had a, such an amazing world, such an amazing scam. Such a, you know, it, it hits home with a lot of people. You know, if, you, if you're going through this at all with any of your loved ones, someone has dementia, someone, you know, if you have to take a conservatorship or a guardianship, this is a very deep, deep thing. And I feel like if you're going to touch upon something like this, you can't be frivolous about it. Like, you got to take responsibility. You have to care a lot about the script you're going to put out and not just start making convenient choices so you can make a cool, glitzy, you know, like, I think this is slick movie. Because at the end of the day, this entire thing fell apart. It didn't work. It, it, it just, to me, was a, uh, I was very, very disappointed. And I was very disappointed that they took this idea of guardianship, which I thought was one of the more original ideas I had seen in a while, and uh, just turned it into like, oh, well, we'll just twist this and we'll turn that. And even though it doesn't really make sense, and now she's a master of disguise and she's got her hands on drugs. And I'm not really, you can't know what I'm talking about if you plan on watching this thing. But I would dissuade you from watching it. I really would. I would say, 
It's not that good. And uh, there's moments, the performances are all good. Let's just, you know, it's a little over the top, you know, a little it's bit. A little, it's it, it's tonal, it tonally shifts a lot, which is why I yes. thought of it kind of as a 90s movie, because sometimes it feels very serious. Other times it's almost, the comedy's almost absurd. There's a lot of those cuts that get you right to a place where you're like, oh, I guess I got here now. I guess this is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and like oh you know i found you let's get and then like as soon as they leave there's an explosion it's like oh they got just in the nick of time it's like I, come on man you know it's 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 let's let's dig a little deeper let's and, and again i understand netflix they they got a movie like you click on it you're like oh rosamund pike peter dinklage i miss him from game of thrones like mm -hmm. they, they keep you in the platform for two hours sure mm -hmm. why not you know i mean it makes sense for them probably seven yep. million dollars it cost you know to make that movie for them that what you, here's what you do. Yeah. Um, watch the movie. Pretend it ends at the car scene. Not a bad movie. Right at the car scene. At her car scene. Her car scene. Yeah. Right. And and yes. And at that moment, you could say like, okay, that was pretty decent. Yeah. Like if it just ended there, you're right. It, it might have been much more interesting to me. Right. Just there. It's like, oh, yeah, you messed with the wrong people. Done. Done. Yeah. And that's it. And, and again, we're not even going to get into the character motivations or how there were none. And they didn't, they were incongruent completely. Like who Rosamund Pike's character is when she starts and who, there's no arc, by the way, mm -mm. they're just the same shitty people. No, you just, she, it's that. And that's why I kind of compared it to you uh, when we were talking about, uh, you know, when we're talking about the Suicide Kings, because there's no real arc in the characters. It's just the, the idea some, some movies, and I think this happened a lot in the nineties, where there was less about an arc and more about a reveal, like a reveal of motivations, not a story where you actually see the person like have motivations and grow, but instead like over the course of time, you just learn a little bit more about what makes them tick. And right. that's not necessarily that interesting with this particular main character because the more you learn about her, the more they kind of potentially want you to like her. She's not a good person. I'm just going to say that right here. That's oh, not yeah. a spoiler. She's not a good person. And we don't need a, uh, Yeah. Well, the thing that's been out in social media that everyone's talking about is like, oh, it's two bad people, you know, pitted against each other. So it's hard to have a clear cut villain. It's like, no, there's a very clear cut villain. The person who is fleecing and kidnapping these old people and saying they can't take care of themselves and then stealing all their money and locking them in a nursing home is the bad guy, yep. is the bad person. That's the person we want to see taken down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's a lot of... Uh, you know, listen, I will say this is my final thought. Watch Layer Cake. That's a better <laughs> two hours. You'll you'll enjoy the hell out of that movie. And Daniel movie. Craig wasn't a star yet. It's fantastic. Matthew Vaughn, I think it was his first movie that he directed. He was a producer before that. And this guy's a powerhouse director. Do that. Enjoy yeah. your two hours. Spend it, spend it better. I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. We could literally do our show for another hour right now, but I know we have to go. Yeah, we have to get going. I want to do this real quick for you guys because um, I heard this and I thought it was funny. And if you've been listening, watching the, uh, if you've been watching uh, a little bit of uh, WandaVision, um, I found this today and I thought it was very cute. So we're going to go out on this. But somebody took the, uh, the new uh, WandaVision song mm -hmm. um, from uh, the Agatha song made it a trap remix so we're going to play ourselves out with the trap remix of get uh, ready to have my uh facebook page taken down again you know oh, this won't do it later. this won't do it this is won't do it that's <laughs> that's when we play things from nbc nbc is the only people that do it and then we just have to tell them we're doing it we do a show and they go oh, okay duh sorry forgot again okay we're gonna go out on this so i'm gonna say my goodbyes then okay stay yep. safe stay sane stay strong thank you for being here jason smith 
Cliff Dorfman. I love you, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, get on that poll.